fabulous darlings, and welcome back to Fortune Theory. Today we're going to be talking about Cruella. So, we've got Carl with us today as our special guest, and Patrick as well, who is back again. As you can see, we're in our original establishment, that's just because of convenience of situation. So, let's get straight to the point. Cruella. Carl, considering you're the guest, do you want to have a few words first? We've all it's seen it. Shit. <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> shit. There's two good things about it. The cinematography is alright, and good Emma times. Stone's really good. Mm -hmm. The end. Thanks for watching, guys, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I mean, um... Ollie, you've seen it, it the right. last. You, you were the one that's seen it last. I saw it yesterday. I watched it. You saw it. I watched overnight. the first part of it last night, and then I watched the rest of it this morning. Mm -hmm. um, Disney Plus access. Yeah, like... I think it's good, but... Not the best. It's just like... Well, the whole okay, what origin you, what story about you... the whole plot twist okay. origin story about her is like interesting. I like um, Emma Thompson as the Baroness, though. That I think that was like, like what, probably one of the best roles in the film. To be honest, I didn't have any issue with that. But yeah, it's just mm. why. Okay, so what do you, other than apparently the Baroness, what do you like about it? Other than what you've said so far. Or, I mean, or in your what makes it not great? I don't know. I just, I can't picture Emma Stone in that role. She just, it just doesn't fit for me. It, she's. It just, but did she play it well? In I your don't opinion? know. Well, I mean, she got the voice. She got the voice right, darling. But she just, I don't know. Seems too young. If that makes sense. Like obviously, she's meant to be of that age. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, get what you mean. Yeah, I feel like she should. They should have made her not too too much older, but at least enough to make a point that she can do what she can do, and it's like appealing. She's not like because it comes across to me as like a middle aged woman trying to be Emma Thompson in that film. If that makes sense, she's trying to be Emma Thompson's character, who suits that attitude with her age. If that does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that is basically what she was trying to be the entire time, in 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 some sense, because obviously the well the the ending kind of I won't spoil it, but the ending does sort of lead up. Ugh. Um, <laughs> yeah, the ending. <laughs> yeah, the ending. Oh god. Um, what did you think about the ending, Ollie? Hmm. The last, <laughs> unfortunate. I'd like. like 20 minutes. I'd like. This is going to sound really weird. I had like Daredevil season three vibes, but it was like if it was really shit and it was made by like <laughs> yeah. fucking Warner Brothers. You know what I mean? You know, Carl knows exactly yeah, what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good comparison, actually. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I don't think it was that good. I think <laughs> it was. The, the best... Only the nun is the villain. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it was the best live action Disney film that they've done, but that's not saying a lot. I only think it's good because of Emma Stone and 
Some of the directing was okay. Wait, I don't even know who directed it. Hold on. Some person. <laughs> did, uh... You just went dark. Right, there you go. <laughs> Craig, Craig Liz, Calisby. Hmm. What did he... Oh, wait, I, Tonya. And Lars and the Real Girl. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good director, then. She doesn't eat carrots <laughs> to Emma Stone. <laughs> she doesn't eat Karen. Oh, that's the line, isn't it? I don't know. She doesn't eat Karen. <laughs> She's not gonna eat Karen. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm. Yeah, I think. I think one one unavoidable unavoidable thing that a lot of people, when the trailer first dropped for Krella and when talk about Krella came out, is that obviously the most recent movie has come out. Um, that people are drawing comparisons to is Joker. I know when you guys had me on last time, we spoke about Joker a bit, but I, I'm going to try not to spoil Cruella too much, but it, in what I'm about to say is going to spoil like some of the themes, so spoiler alert, if you care. I don't really think... I don't want to sound like an asshole, but I don't think anyone that watches Fortune Fury is going to give much of a shit. Ollie, check your laptop while we intervene. There you go. Oh, right. right. yeah. Carry on. Just have it. His camera. Carry uh, on. Um, yeah, with, with like Joker and Cruella, like the main difference is, and the reason why Joker works and Cruella, in my opinion, doesn't, is because Joker was a was a character study into a a fictional character in the world of joker who just goes mad and becomes a, a, a character called joker and he does a, a lot of really awful things in the movie like really bad things he kills people he 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 incites riots like accidentally he he does a lot of really bad things and at no point in the movie do they do they try and make it like a good thing like I think, and if you could put the clip here, Pat, it'd be really helpful. But like Tarantino and Edgar Wright were talking about when when Tarantino first watched Joker, and you can attest this already as well because you you saw Joker in cinema as well. I think actually we all saw Joker in cinema. Yeah, we did. Me and Pat went together. Hmm. Um, but when you're you're watching Joker throughout the first like hour and how long it is up until we get to Murray Franklin, and you know you're seeing a lot of like really awful things happen to Joker. But then you see Joker get on stage with Robert De Niro's character, who is just like a late night talk show host. He, that's all he is. But in that like five minutes, you you want Joker to kill him, and that's like subverting like the audience's take on like a traditional hero character. With Cruella though, Cruella has always inherently in the stories been bad. If that makes sense, like in Hundred One Dimensions, she was the bad character who was trying to steal damnation so she could skin them and make clothes from them mm -hmm. and the same like in the in the glenn close live action movie it was the same thing like she was straight out villain and that i think it's saying without spoiling it that's the last thing she does in this film like she, she doesn't kidnaps, really she does she the dogs she kidnaps the dogs that's what i think, mean she kid okay she's gonna do it but no she just makes a coat inspired from there that's what I mean, is like it's it's setting this precedence in modern day films and specifically Disney films where for some reason 
Disney are too afraid to make their characters what they are. Like they did it with Maleficent as well, didn't they? Do you remember Ollie? <laughs> yeah, they even made a sequel of that shit. <laughs> Maleficent is like what the um who what's the because I, I don't know much about Maleficent, but Maleficent is the isn't it the the witch from Snow White? Possibly. Yeah, the whole the whole pinprick thing. Or is it eat the yeah, apple? Yeah, and in that, is it in eat that... the apple poison or the finger prick? I, when she's sixteen or whatever, I don't know. I, I'm lost. That's out. Who... I'm out of touch with my princess films. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, but the, the, the reason I bring up the reason I bring up Maleficent is because they did the same thing in Cruella that they did in Maleficent, where they take a character who is inherently bad and for some reason need to give them this story to be like, oh look, this is sad and tragic. This is why they're now good. And you might argue that, yeah, Joker did give you some scenes where you should feel sad for him. There's scenes of him, you know, getting kicked in the street in an alleyway and getting beaten over the head and, you know, losing his job and, you know, dropping his gun in, in a children's hospital and getting the gun blamed for him. And like, you know, all these awful things, finding out that he's adopted, but then not really adopted. And, you know, you feel sad for him, but the movie doesn't shy away from him being the villain still. It's like, well, this is a reason that he, he snaps, but we're also not shying away from the fact that he just shoots people because he wants to. Whereas Cruella was like, yeah, like you said, Ollie, Cruella was like, oh, she's just like a kind of normal-ish girl. And then, you know, she kind of does, has some things happen to her and then she kidnaps some dogs and you're like, oh, cool. Like, fair enough. You're, we're going to see her attempt to like, you know, skin the dogs like she did. But no, she makes a, uh, she makes a, uh, a coat or like some clothes inspired by them and then gives the dogs to to the, those two people, Horace and I can't remember the other name. Isn't it the other guy? Oh yeah, I don't remember either. But can't remember that, that's my main one. my main issue with it is when you make a, a, a like a villain story, it's the same thing. Disney have to they have to still market to their audience, which is in normally children. Annoying so they can't like it's a mar unless it's like a Marvel or Star Wars like movie or TV show. Which yeah. does it? Which is like a con Disney's like well, a conglomerate of that, but they don't have much of a say in like you know what content they do because they're their own thing, and they yeah, won't want to make they won't want to make something shit. I but, would say I would say that yeah. Marvel Marvel did pretty Marvel done pretty good with not letting Disney interfere that much. But what you said Star Wars and <clears throat> Disney just butchered Star Wars because they did the same thing they did with Cruella. I was thinking more the live action movies like you know, Rogue One and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, they, those uh, those are decent, but... But yeah, I just don't understand why there can't be, like, a clear-cut villain anymore with, like, modern-day Disney films. Because I guess we're just in spoilers right now, but the Baroness isn't really even that evil also, is she? Because she turned out to be Cruella's mum. She's just a bit of a bitch. But then the Baroness kills Cruella's adopted... Cruella's adopted mum. And the yeah. worst part of all of it is, like, what you even, like, said to me, Carl, like, basically the first time we found out about kind of the, I guess, the critics' take of it is that Cruella is just misunderstood in this film. And this, this like, version of her is just, oh, she's misunderstood. And it's, yeah. and it's, and, like, but if you're trying to compare it to, like, Joker, it's... <laughs> yeah, what? no. And the TV, the um, the TV show Once Upon a Time, which has all like the fairy tale kind of characters in, 
they got that incarnation of her spot on. And then I watched this and I thought, she'd never do that. She'd never say that. <laughs> like, exactly. she's being all sympathetic to people and, like, you know, really supportive and whatnot. That's not her. Mm. You know, like, mm. oh, being really kind. Oh, I like you. She's not meant to like anyone. Not even <laughs> the two goons that fucking... The only thing she's meant to like is the fur on Dalmatians. Because she wants it's, it for modeling coats. That's the only thing she's meant to like. And she's it's not even in, that. It's even inherent in her name. Her name is a play on words of Estella and Cruel. But a mm. character that's inherently cruel, like Ollie just said, Ollie's exactly right. Why do we need to try and make a character who... It's like making Darth Vader a misunderstood... Well, I guess that kind of is Darth Vader, but... That's Darth Vader is kind of misunderstood. Right. It's like... <laughs> That's not what happens to Darth Vader in Star Wars. He like, doesn't just have asthma. Please insert the shot of him burning alive on Mustafar with an inhaler next to him. <laughs> Sorry, I've just got asthma. My legs are on fire, but I've got a bit of a chest pain. I've got I've got bad lungs and I can barely breathe. That's my reason for being a fucking homicidal secondary maniac. But I, it just yeah, it had such so much promise. And finding out that the guy who directed Lars and the Real Girl directed that as well, and I Tonya as well. I Tonya is a really good film too. I just feel like he probably didn't have as much freedom. No. Well, I know he you, you can definitely didn't if, have if as much you look freedom. at his his filmography up to now. It doesn't look like he's had enough control over it. It's just studio and put all the yeah. way. The, the issue is, it's just Cruella. The reason you are meant to... The reason you can sympath... You kind of feel for Joker at times. We're going back to Joker. Is because it's subversion. Whereas, instead of subverting the audience for Cruella. They just made... They just tried to make her more likeable. But she's mm. not meant to be likeable. She's, she's a movie villain. Like it's not how you're supposed to do just, it, and then it's just. I just hope yeah, not Joker... gonna fucking shared universe it. Like that's what I was freaked out by because all these like remakes that they're doing for like Disney films and whatnot. I'm scared they're gonna just like a fucking make a an Avengers Assemble sort of thing with all these like Disney princesses and all these villain like Disney villains and thing. No, please don't <laughs> no, do that. Please do not I'm do good. that. <laughs> it does not work. But yeah, you you hit the nail right on the head as well, Pat. You said that Joker was more about. Um, the audience being subverted to what they're watching, but nothing is changing. Mm. If anything, the great thing about Joker is that it starts off with the audience feeling sim like feeling like they can sympathise with Joker. Yeah. But then the more awful stuff he does is this is what happens to like. So if this is like the level of like you know sympathy, and then the level of subversion is what happens is when it gets to a point where he starts to become Joker and does really awful things, the sympathy for him goes down, but mm. the the like like the 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 audience kind of the, liking Joker the need goes for up. Wanting him to com complete his next like move or yeah. next action just increases. You want him to like you want him to kill Murray. And if you don't then like, yeah, you like Tarantino kill said, if you don't then you're wrong. <laughs> it's but just, when he gets up on the car and he, he makes the smile out of his blood, like you're there yeah. as an as a member of the audience you're you're one of two people because i i was i was one of these people the opening night of joker <laughs> and then 
with uh, now <laughs> like yeah like 85 night of joker <laughs> you're there you see him do the smile as a comic book fan you're like yes fuck it come on he's doing the smile that's how he makes his that's how he makes his smile he makes his smile out of his blood that's such a that's such a really clever way of incorporating the blood realistically but then at the same time that's like the death of the character of arthur fleck and you're there like oh fuck mm -hmm. like this person we've watched the whole movie the biggest villain to that guy is himself like the guy at the start of the film that's the hero and the guy at the start the the guy at the end of the film who's the villain are the same person one is just wearing makeup and has a different per like personality and persona and the other one is just kind of like a feeble kind of like under you know underdeveloped kind of like skinny scrawny man whereas cruella but, uh, yeah. just decided to like John th what they should have done is hmm? Hmm? what do you ask go, go on pat yeah i'll, I'll, I'll elaborate on <laughs> like what they should have done with cruella is all of her actions that they, they they just should have gone i know they shouldn't copy it but it's similar in the fact it's a villain it's a film about a movie villain so in order to make the origin you need to it's the only way to take on that type of character and it not just be constantly hating the character i mean that would be an interesting like, i don't know how you'd go about just two hours of hating a character's actions because it would just be the same mood it would be the same tone falling down hmm? well falling down you could do a falling down approach or you could do the joker approach of just subverting the audience and making them you know actually but, yeah but not worked, to derail you it, be... worked, it worked with joker though because in the comics he's got no identity other than just the joker so you could easily like, you know, you don't know what he's like before he becomes Joker, so it makes it easier to make him like that just for an adaption for a story. But for, like you said, Carl, like for Corella, we know who she is from, you know, the origin in yeah, like the original Dalmatians films. Yeah, yeah. And she's already an established character. There's no, like, there's nothing we don't know. Like, obviously, I think the film adds a few things. It might take some things away as well. Like, there's not really much I'm familiar with. But, like I said before, you you can't make her a character. You can't change her character just because you know kids are going to be upset if free dogs get fucking skinned. Because that's who she is, and if you don't like that, and I'm terrified about what you're going to do with fucking Deadpool when you do that, if you're scared yeah. about like the rights for these ca mm. with these characters and how and like because you've got the rights, you can make these characters as tame as you want. No, just fully flesh them out. Well, that's the thing is that in in the animated movie as well, Cruella's plot. Like her plot in in the animated movie in the live action '90s one was that she wanted to skin the dogs, but she got thwarted by the dogs and and the humans. So, like she was going to kill those dogs to skin them, and that was her whole plot. But she got stopped by doing. She got stopped. In this movie, it's like she makes that decision for herself, not that she gets stopped. It's like, oh, I don't want to skin the dogs. I just want to be inspired by the dogs. It's like, well. That's like that's that's just not that's just not your character. Oh. And yeah, you brought up a good point as well, Ollie, saying about um the great thing about Joker, two of the most like probably the two most genius ideas and like, you know, get out of jail free cards for the writers of Joker is that number one, the movie's called Joker. It's not called the Joker. It's not called, you know, this is the Joker from Batman. He's called Joker. He doesn't name himself Joker. He gets named by another character in the movie, Joker, because they call him a Joker. And secondly, 
you said about how the movie's about like a normal guy becoming it's like an origin story well in the film his name is arthur fleck but he's also adopted so his actual name arthur fleck isn't really even his real name from when he was born i know that's like the name he gets given by his adopted mother but yeah they they have the great like they have the amenity with the character of he's not the joker he's not heath ledger's joker he's not the comic book villain joker and he's also not being given a definitive name but with corella that is Cruella Duvall, and this is a character who wants to skin dogs and do really mm-hmm. awful things and she's now just misunderstood just this misunderstood oh. like now just lonely girl and lonely woman like oh feel sorry for her because she's got some anger issues and that's about it but it's just a it's it's a shame because it actually could have gone they they could have like again i didn't even think about it but as you literally said to me as i was explaining it they could have gone rather falling down way about it or they could have gone the joker way about it like there's could have there could they could have actually done so many like things with it but they decided to keep it it's 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 like you said you said like audiences don't want to watch a film with a character they dislike why like exactly. you can love a film and love a, and uh, you can love a character people like cinephiles people who love movies like and I, I would say probably if the both of you know this i know patrick does but i'm not sure if ollie does quintown tears and glorious bastards christoph waltz plays one of the most infamous villains in history <laughs> of cinema colonel hans lander okay he is a nazi his whole presence throughout the movie is he is a nazi in world war ii he hunts down people based on their religious you know views the way that they were born where they're from for doing nothing wrong but existing yet every scene he's on screen you're like i fucking love this character but that is an actual nazi on screen you're watching you're watching a fictional member of one of the worst groups of people that's ever existed yet as a as a viewer you love every scene with him on every scene that he's in you're there and you're invested so i think it, it films like that any film with a really gripping villain if anything goes to show that audiences will watch well, a movie about a bad right. guy yeah. and they can like it mm. if it's if they just say we're not going to try we're not going to you know tipped her around the fact they're like oh they're they're misunderstood they're bad make them bad let the audience revel in something they haven't seen before and if they choose to sympathize or if they choose to view that person as misunderstood then the earnest is on them as the viewer not as the filmmaker to say this is the definitive answer that's what annoys me about modern modern films we never get we never get a movie we never get films really much anymore where the villain is allowed to be bad. They have to be misunderstood. I mean, like, Ollie, I haven't seen Fast and Furious yet, the new one. I'm not going to. But I can guarantee that the John Cena's character is just a misunderstood villain, isn't he? And at the end, they become they, they turn out to be all right. <laughs> Weren't all right. <laughs> Weren't all right. No, no comment. Is it, no, you can speak like is, is that was, was that true? No comment. <laughs> I mean, and it's annoying to say this, but like, I, I, because I don't want to be, I don't want to take Ollie's, Ollie's role for this, but I think like the closest thing to like a movie recently where a villain's just been able to be a villain has been, um, has been Infinity War and Endgame. 
It's like Thanos in, in Infinity War. That turn. <laughs> Thanos in Infinity War was basically, you know, oh, I need to get rid of half of the world's everything, half of the universe's everything to, like, restore balance. But then he when... his fucking daughter! Yeah, and that's what I mean. He kills his daughter. He kills his daughter, and and at like at halfway through Infinity, or like at the end of Infinity War, you can be like, okay, I understood why he did what he did, sort of. If you want to, like a lot of people understood why he did what he did, although what he did was basically well was wrong. Then in Endgame, when like the Avengers hunt him down and they chop off his arm and kill him, and then like the whole bag, the whole time travel thing happens. When he comes through at the end, he's like, oh no, bollocks to that! I'm gonna fucking kill everything now. That's like. Let a villain be a villain. Thanos could be misunderstood, but in the end, even at the end of Endgame, he still wants to kill everything. <laughs> so he's like, I'm just going to kill everything now. What did you just say? Let even Me, or... be a villain. <laughs> I said, let oh. villains be villains. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, completely no context, don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. That is, it's too much just tiptoeing around a, a, a character trait. And tropes of like, it's because they're scared about what the kids are gonna think. Because if it like imagine if a kid's watching a movie and then like oh three dogs have been skinned, there's like oh it's a pet lover, isn't it? That's what you know kids are expected to be the pet lovers. So like you know they'll love the fact that dogs are in there. The moment they get fucking skinned, whether it's on or off screen, or it's suggested that something's happened to them in which they're dead, they're gonna hate it. Mm. It is like you know Disney's like they don't want that in their in their products. And like, I get that in a way, but if that's the case, don't make a film about it. Check your laptop. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's but... like <laughs> at the same time. Um, it, Carl, you, were you gonna say something? No, oh. I was just watching you <laughs> watch Ollie's <laughs> thing countdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with that. That was a fair comparison, to be fair, and brilliant. The battery icon going now, so you would be switching to your laptop yeah, in I five noticed. minutes. Um, do you want to take a great intermission for that then? Well, it might be like half an hour, so we'll just wait until it literally yeah. dies. We'll right. take intermission when it dies. Um, mm, all right. But that was a fair, yeah, fair comparison for the end game, to be honest, because that is literally, well, that works really well, actually. Yeah. But Ollie, yeah, Ollie said, and quite rightly, you can't have, like, and that's, that's this is what's hindering it. What's hindering it is a company like Disney who own characters like Cruella Duvall who are, like, just inherently bad. We're now in this day and age where the only thing that sells tickets is, is like, love and misunderstanding. And it's kind of crazy. Imagine, like, 20 years ago, like... When, villains with when no some... motive. Yeah, villains with, like, zero motive. motive. So, yeah, they have to have... So, like, well, why are you bad? Hmm. Why, why... Like, that's the thing that annoys me as well, is, like, there's, there's lots of films that have done this, and loads of films are, are pervy to doing this, where... Like, a villain will do a load of really awful things throughout the whole movie, and at the end, the, the, the heroes thwart them and then go, why did you do that? And they go, because this happened to me when I was younger, or this happened to me and Mommy I was this, that, on that. an orphanage, and that means she doesn't love me, so that means the whole world doesn't love me, so I've never yeah. taught love, so let's fucking destroy <laughs> the world. You know, if it's not that, yeah. then, you know... Ah. <laughs> exactly 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 but that's the thing it's like that's how easy it is to say like it, it i'm not gonna lie it does work sometimes like it does it but does. it's overused it so much right. yeah and yeah like that's another thing is just because you right you if you're gonna make a villain character make them as bad as you want them to be if you want them to be misunderstood 
let the misunderstandings be shown throughout the movie. Yeah. You can't have a character that's like just killing people, in t- like doing really awful things, killing innocent human beings, and then at the end turn around and be like, "Oh, well, I'm sort of bad. I'm sort of good." Sorry. So like, again, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Marvel. Like me and Ollie, Punisher. Right? Punisher's not a good guy, but he's not also a bad guy. He's an anti-hero. He's a and... fucking scene next Tuesday with a fucking rifle in his hand with tr- yeah. with like you know army forces training basically but both daredevil and the punisher series don't make punisher any less of an anti-hero than he is in the comics in, in fact he's probably a bit more restrained in in the live action because he does some stuff in the comics that you couldn't put to live action but yeah. it's not like you know it's like okay punisher's motives his family were murdered so he's gonna go on a rampage to kill a bunch of people is that is that justified in the eyes of most people, yes. In the eyes of the law, no. no. You can't go and kill people just because you've lost some people in your life. But morally, and because as a, as a viewer, you care about the character of Frank Castle, you're like, well, I, I, I understand why he's doing what he's doing, and I like to see that he's killing bad people. But he is, he is in turn, now a villain as well. He's an anti-hero. He's not good, he's not bad. He's just sort of in this middle line. And in Daredevil and in Punisher, they, they didn't try and make him anything less so you see him doing really some really awful things like oh okay spoilers for punisher but me and ollie have seen it so so well punisher's killing a bunch of people theme tune for punisher because i love that theme tune (laughs) it's freaking good it sounds like an old western like two people walking like you know face to face you you see punisher killing a bunch of people and like Okay, Punisher's going on like a revenge quest to kill the people that murdered his family, or like you know, find people murdered his family. Okay, that's that's pretty fair, pretty fair. But then you see a scene where he was caught on like home video executing a person for no reason in the army, and then you're like, so he was basically he was no less than the people he was hunting down at one point. Like he was just murdering people following orders. And that's where, as a viewer, you have the conundrum of like, well, do you sympathize for somebody who's that bad? Or do you understand them as misunderstood? But in Daredevil and in Punisher, the, the showrunners and the writers and the directors make it clear that there's, there's a distinction between an outright villain and, a, and an anti-hero. And then with Cruella, it's like, well, no, she's not misunderstood. She's not a, a, a villain. She's not an anti-hero. She's just simply misunderstood. And all she really wants to do is what is her motive? Like, what does she want? What does what does the character want as a goal? She wants to be like a fashion designer. She wants to Why be like she... the. I think she wants to be like the best. She wants to be like the city's best fashion designer above the Baroness, and that's like her version of revenge for like the death of her mum. But I don't know. I can't remember if she finds that out that... yet at that point or not. I don't know. That's why I'm really confused. It's like. They took a film, they filmed all the scenes, and then they were like, right, we'll put them in this order because it makes it more interesting. Well, now it doesn't make fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. And, and like she... Like a jigsaw she, puzzle backwards. She doesn't... Yeah. Cruella and the Baroness. It's like Patrick told me the other day. <laughs> when me and Patrick talked about Cruella earlier, go on a little bit of a rant, Pat, about, about the whole Cruella Estella thing and how the Baroness didn't know sort of thing. Oh, what just happened? Like, the whole name change. Oh, yeah, God. Here's this. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is I'm pregnant. <laughs> the. 
Right. It's the fact that she, when she said, sorry to interrupt that, when she says it in the flashback, I think to myself, how the fuck do you not remember this shit? Like, you're like, oh yes, I've had a baby. <laughs> she must be your age about now. You could have been friends. Do you know my daughter? I don't know her name. Is it Estella? No, it's Cruella. Okay. <laughs> So a massive Sorry. issue I had amongst many with it was this. I'm going to put literally two side-by-side -side pictures on screen now. Um, and apparently the Baroness can't tell the difference between Estella and Cruella. And yet the only difference You watched the film, Patrick! The only differences are a little bit of hair and makeup. Everything fair enough under the mask slightly the like the the first time the Baroness is meeting Cruella, but after like the second or third time it gets a bit fucking ridiculous when it you can clearly tell it's the it's the it's it's a Stella, and are you blind woman like <laughs> it just makes no sense. But no, the issue yeah that was the issue is that if they. That would have even made it slightly sl a, t a slither of a better film if you had some sort of suspicion coming from the Baroness. But no, from beginning to end, it was just, who is this Cruella? And then it's just like the Estella going, oh, uh, she's got some designs. What do you think of them? And at the very end, oh, it is you. Oh, well, dear. Hey, hey Pat. Yeah. Not to just, you know, shit on your earlier statement of of audiences don't like to watch movies, you know. Or typical audiences. Or like, you know. Yeah, yeah, typical audiences. Oh, you, know, like, you said, I, I can't remember what the quote is. It's yeah. something like, our oh, movie characters who aren't, who are villains, don't, the movies don't really work. Can you do me a favor? Can you just do this and look at the poster behind you? Just, just turn around and look at look at your wall. You know, physically turn and look at... at, at right, right. Bonnie Montana. Right. Scarface is a great movie. Exactly. We're a great character. I, who is a piece of shit. I just meant done well. Because, like, you can have a t morally fucked character like that. <laughs> yeah. And they just. It, they're obliterate. They are shocking in the film. <laughs> what? <laughs> you put it here the Scarface with a boom pole behind you. <laughs> the moral bad character is Patrick's Patrick's Cruella. Patrick's version That's Patrick's version of Cruella is in dead Dalmatians with dead cats. <laughs> it's all he's got left of Lady Tottington's corpse. It's just a fucking like oh, it's old hair. Oh my god. It's an old grey what's it. But yeah, I what I what I really meant was a car is that when they're not done well because fuck's sake you can have there are m many examples of the character done well and then Cruella is just a terrible example. All right, you're gonna recover. <laughs> is it that bad? on it. Please make some fortune pity match with just a grey Watson and Ollie's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, sorry Pat sorry <laughs> sorry for the interruptions you fabulous people thank you so much for watching this video so far and if you really like the stuff you're seeing please feel free to like and subscribe back to the video okay there we go yeah, that's yeah. Good. um yeah. but 
<laughs> yeah, I just meant ones that aren't ones that aren't done well. <coughs> Cruella, um, like a, a character. Well, it's even worse for that. Me, it's even worse by that standard because they didn't even try to make her unlikable. They tried to make an unlikable character likable in the worst way possible, and no, just either falling down it or Joker it or or seven or seven it. Yeah, and oh, that imagine that. Oh, Disney, what are you doing? Oh. Just the woman at work gets a phone call. Hi, detective. I visited your dogs today. What's <laughs> in the fucking box? <laughs> Just a good bunch of damnations. There are suspects. <laughs> <laughs> the three down. <laughs> the hundred deadly damnations. Hundred and one deadly damnations. <laughs> Dalmatians! <laughs> Dalmatians! <laughs> we have to make that as now. We have to make seven. 107 Dalmatians! <laughs> seven, seven Dal, seven Dal, seven, yeah. seven Dalmatians. 107 Dalmatians. It's just that one scene in seven where Bipit's tackled by the dogs. <laughs> Sorry, I got oh, through, of course, though. Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> so, I, I would like to pose a question to the both of you. I know we've, mm. we've briefly talked about it. We've briefly talked about it very quickly. Um, or, like, that's what we've spoken about most so far. But let's pose a question to the two of you. Mm. Not counting any movies we've discussed so far, can you name me a movie that you've seen in, in recent years where the character has flip-flopped? Where the filmmaker has decided to make a character a pure villain, but then decided to make them misunderstood, and it's been done in a bad way. And can you mark a time where it's happened recently, where it's been a good way? You can use Infinity War and Endgame as your, one of your examples, Ollie. Because no offense, but Patrick watches a, a lot more movies than you do, um, because he likes to think he's pretentious. So. <laughs> Watch films. Patrick's like fucking Lord Farquaad at this point. He contemplate. He's fucking compensating. For Where it. is this coming from? Okay. Um. um I... Farquaad. You go first. Just yours. Yours probably going to be boring. So you go first. You, you go first because you probably have an answer. I'm still trying to think. Thank you though. All right. Uh, fine. All right. Fine. Um. For me, I'd say. Okay. I am going to go Marvel first because it's the first thing I can think of. Nebula. In um the transition between Guardians and Guardians 2, because I you felt like... You think that was good? <sighs> well, no, not really. Um, it, may, it was better as it went along, because um, they evolved it a little bit more, and you kind of, like, understood, but it was, it was like... They made it so she wasn't, like, set in stone with her initial goals, because, like, first, she wants to impress Thanos, but then she's like, oh, you're gonna kill, you're gonna kill him. If you help, if you mm -hmm. kill him, I'll help you destroy loads of plants. But no, because she wants to impress him. It's like she can't decide if she wants to keep him alive and impress him, or just kill him because she knows otherwise, or kill him because she thinks he's a danger. Yet she intends to destroy planets anyway. And then she has this like redemption, like slight redemption arc in Guardians Two, which is really pointless because she goes to kill Gamora, and then she's like, "No, I don't want to kill you because you're my sister." Be um, I just don't like the fact that you upstaged me to dad and yeah they just and then she's like 
oh, let's be friends, kind of. And then they find the skeletons, and they're like, we have to get off this planet. Not, I want to leave. Yeah, I still, I came here to kill you. Now I don't want to kill you. It's just like, and then, since then, she's just decided, I'm not going to impress Daddy anymore. I'm just going to kill him. That's a good. Kind that's of actually only, good. That only made which only made sense because she saw, she obviously not only had time to be on her own and think about things, but she saw like the fact that ego is trying to destroy the whole universe. Whether she really understood what was going on with that, I don't know. But like, she knew that obviously it was a see you next Tuesday. So you know she had to help fight against him, I suppose. But then, you know, you cut to like Infinity War, and it's been like four years in their timeline, so they've had time to she's had time to go off and do her own thing she goes after Thanos and then she's like okay I've grown now slightly so I'm gonna be a good guy even though I'm not really a good guy in the comics um regardless because in the Infinity War um story storyline in the comics she actually takes the gauntlet and snaps herself at one point mm -hmm. either wiping out the universe or wiping out half of it anyway she kills Thanos first and then does it herself which I thought that she might have done in Endgame, making her the big bad of that story, because she's like the reason it all comes together in the end, kind of, which makes me wonder... And she's an Avengers villain in the comics as well, so it made me wonder whether or not it was actually her in a way, but obviously it's Thanos, because, you know, it's what they've been building to. But yeah, do you get what I mean? Like, Yeah, no, I think that was a really... I, yeah, I love the Guardians films. One and two are really good, but I agree nebula's whole thing was very very sudden and it was the same way where like you said it's one of my massive one of the things i dislike the most about endgame and most marvel films is when i hate when character um like character progression happens off screen like the five year later thing and then you see you don't see hulk, hulk. become professor hulk yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was actually about to say that wow yeah, yeah. Well, that's what i mean but like, it's the same like you said with nebula like nebula in dark having a daughter thing that that uh, i've don't i don't have an issue with that but the whole hulk, hulk thing was a bit i think that well, was too much to leave out i think the and thing, originally the that thing... was going to be in infinity war anyway the the reason why the reason why the the morgan stark thing worked is because we know how like, not to get graphic, but we know how a child, you know, comes into existence. They're not going to show not... them having sex, are they? I know that, I'm not saying. <laughs> we yeah. as the viewers know how a baby's born. We don't know how a man yeah. and a green thing cohabitate and become, you know, fucking Jack and the Beanstalk fucking looking ass. <laughs> Thanks, Ollie. I know they're going to no, show I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't saying you didn't know. I was like, oh, no, I know. Saying <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Nebula, Nebula's thing, like, yeah, you, that was a really good example, actually. Her, her, like, yeah, Guardians 1, she's a bad guy. Guardians 2, like, the opening scene is that they're swapping her for, like, they're, they're trading her over for something. And then she's still really bad for her, and then she tries to kill Neb she tries to kill Gamora on Ego. And then, yeah, they just, like, become friends, and it's like, oh, fuck it, everything's fine. Oh, just because so, you saved me from an exploding ship. And then she, like, goes to fight her afterwards anyway, and then Gamora's like, are you crazy? And I was like, You've just answered an you just asked an audience question there because yeah. <laughs> fucking like yeah. What well, are you from Pat? Marvel? Robert. Yeah, go on, but go on, Pat. The big, the most significant one I can think of, not really necessarily insignificant, but is probably uh, Borden or Christian Bell's character in the Prestige, um, purely because of just how 
A classic. Get the get the bingo cards out, guys. Patrick talks about Nolan. Tick. Well, it's the only ones I can <laughs> properly think about. That or <laughs> Professor Brand from Interstellar, purely because like that is the plot twist of the film, is that he mm. like, lied to them to get no, them going I... out there. Um. And a recent one. I don't know. I'm not even going into detail as to why. A recent one. You probably. Don't, I just had to look up the character's name. Martin, the guy in Army of the Dead, who isn't even a villain really. He's just villainous to the group. He's like the officer that goes with them. Um, that ends up getting like the first, oh, yeah. the first girl, and that is just a bit too typical of a side villain type we... person. Hmm? Can we really quickly talk about my Zack Snyder hypothesis oh. that I posed to you? And wasn't I fucking right? <laughs> I had a hypothesis discarding everything he's made before um, before Man of Steel. So starting from Man of Steel, Zack Snyder makes a great movie and then he makes a shit movie and then he makes a good movie. Man of Steel, great. Batman v Superman, dog shit. <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League, good. Army of the Dead, dog shit. He, like, he, also, he makes a good film and a bad one, and a good film and a bad one, and a good film and a bad they one. Don't, even ones are shit. They, he just can't seem to do a constant stream of... He just does one by one by one, and then... Like, why? Because I've not properly seen Batman vs Superman, but it, it could be good, couldn't it? If done right, or not? It's like he's got all of his energy in his first story, and then in his next story, he's like cooling down from that energy, and he's like, "Oh, I can, I can rest now because yeah, like I'll check your screen." Fuck. Yeah, um... yeah, I, I literally <laughs> just had to click. I was like, Carry on. <laughs> um, "Yeah, what? What are you thinking, Carl?" I just accidentally, I just accidentally full circled this because Pat said it could be good. The reason Batman vs Superman isn't good is because Batman has misunderstood him that. <laughs> He's not even the bad guy. Yeah. The whole thing is not Warner Bros fucking Daredevil season freed it. Where they were like, he's not going to fucking kill him. That's the perfect example. Oh, no. Yeah. Sorry, no. Absolutely. He is going to fucking kill them. Batman doesn't kill! Hey, to be fair, hold on, wait, 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 wait. To be, to be fair, to Zaxman's credit, there is a very famous comic book storyline called The Dark Knight Returns in which Batman does kill. He loses a bunch of people in his life and he becomes a killer. I'm absolutely fine if you want to make a live-action version of that. And to be fair, I was absolutely fine with watching Batman v Superman, watching Batman want to kill Superman. The reason for mocking Superman is based on the fact that their mums have the same name. Zack Schneider, I'm sorry, you make some really, really good set pieces, you have some beautiful cinematography, you've made some really decent films. Having two characters share the same fucking name mum is not a good enough reason to have them fight. <laughs> and, and the acting in that scene... That's like saying, oh, our dads went to the pub together. Maybe we shouldn't brawl. Like, Baron v Superman, like, starts out really cool. Like, if you haven't seen it, in, in the movie previous, in the, first, in the first movie in the series, Man of Steel, which is about Superman's origin, in the last, like, 40 minutes of, of Man of Steel, they have a big fight in the city. And, like, the city gets destroyed and all this bad stuff happens and anything. At the beginning of Batman vs Superman, you see this really cool sequence, which is from uh, Ben Affleck's um, Bruce Wayne's point of view, where he's driving through the city as Superman and Zod are fighting, and like the city, like the buildings coming down, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And you find out that when Superman and Zod were fighting, 
one of the buildings they destroyed was owned by Bruce Wayne, and, it, and all the people inside the tower basically died. So Bruce Wayne, like a lot of Bruce Wayne's friends and and you know close like you know family mm. died. So his his motive then is I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use my resources to fucking kill Superman because he's a threat to he's a threat to Earth, and that's that was the whole thing with like Dark, the Dark Knight Returns as well. And and any comic book where Batman's wanted to kill Superman is it's always been a fact about the fact that Superman is the strongest being on Earth, and that's why he needs to kill him. It's because he's too strong. So up until that point, I was fine. But yeah, the whole thing with Martha. Please put this clip in as well, because I've shown Pat this before. If you remember Batman v Superman, one of my favourite bits of direction, because it's so bad, is when Superman and Batman both have their first confrontation. Batman, like, signals, like, the light up in the sky, and there's a shot of Superman, and Superman drops down, and he starts to walk towards Batman, and Batman, like, sends these t uh, these sound things up, and it, like, starts shooting sound into Superman's ears, so he, like, destroys them. They walk up to each other, and Superman goes, Bruce. You don't understand. There's no time. I understand. When the two characters need to talk to each other, the one who wants to initiate a conversation can't then just go like, oh, see you later, I'm going to throw you across the football field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, that, uh, that's a whole key I'd love to do a podcast on that. Keywords, trailer shots. Yeah. yeah. That no is re no relevance to the plot, just trailer shots. But now they have yes, to I, I love Fired Up Ollie. Ollie, go. You're so right. That is. That was literally it. Last time we did a video, like, I remember telling you about that shot with the guns in Fast 9. And. I couldn't picture that being like a shot that they use for the film because it just something about the flow of that scene from whatever was going to go before and come after it didn't feel like something you'd see in the film. If that makes sense, it just, yeah. I can't understand. I can't obviously I haven't really like seen it properly to be able to like describe it, but like either they're going to have to like reframe it or whatever, but the way they show it in the trailer, I can't picture that being a shot that they use in the film. It just doesn't flow right with me for any you know, unless it's really going to be that bad of a, of a film. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, um, oh. I won't say anything. But yeah. It's a petition. I know you guys did, and this might spawn something, so if it does, I, 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 I won't take credit for it. I will just happily watch as a Fortune Theory viewer. I think you guys should do what you did with the cherry reaction. You should watch movies that you don't like and critique them whilst you're watching them. Because it'd be really interesting to watch you guys live react to some really awful films. Mm -hmm. And if you happen to get around to Batman v Superman, if you do that, I would love to be there to watch it. Because it'd be very funny to watch you guys react to it. Because it's a very bad film. Yeah, I did, I, I did love doing reactions. They're just pain in the ass. But I, I'm happy to. Yeah. Pain in the ass because you had to, like, blur them out. Well, copyright's just a bitch because anyway. We don't need... But... Yeah, yeah, not only that, but also True. if we were to do yeah. it, we would have done like something very new, which probably wouldn't be allowed but to be viewed to that do way. More yeah. Anyway, but so yeah, in my spawn, like every now and again, we do one, especially especially one we hate. That'd be a good one. Just critique the fuck out of like any shit film. Like yeah. it's subjective, but Batman v Superman is not good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how we got into the tangent on Batman v Superman. I'm very sorry. So whilst we were on about Joker and Cruella, we now have the news that Cruella 2 
is in the works and Joker 2 is now being re is now being not rewritten written. I mean Carl as a oh. <coughs> I'm not paying attention, yeah. so... <laughs> as a... F well, first of all, you love Joker as a origin. You're I not do. helping, Ollie. What are you doing? <laughs> this is perfect. You, you love Joker. What is that? You love Joker. It is literally your favourite film, I think. I think it topped, yeah. it topped your number one. Um, Did it? Yeah, it became your number one, didn't it? Yeah. What is your number one? Yeah, it did. Joker's one of those films that I love a lot, and then I, after some time, it still remains in my, like, top ten. But it's not like I cream it over. I just, I just like the movie okay. a lot. Yes. But... Sorry, continue. Yes. As it has evolved from, like, loving to... It, you just It's a really good movie, in your opinion. What do you think of a second one? No. No. <laughs> I don't want it. He's like Jordan Peterson. I don't want no. it. No. No, nope. because we we spoke about this yeah. in the the first episode I was on with you guys, where, where the whole theme was franchises. And basically, you wanted me and Ollie to fight because I don't agree with making stupid sequels for no reason. Where mm. Ollie wants to like mine, you know, mine a movie until it can't be mined anymore. Yeah, like Fast and Furious twenty. Ollie's huh? still like, yeah, let's keep going. But I don't think he like, needs it. A milkshake here and there, but like not that many. Um, yeah, so uh, it it just does, it doesn't need to exist. Uh, it doesn't need to exist because, again, like I said in the first episode of the f when I was on the hair the first time mm. for my franchises, everything you need to know about the movie has been said and doesn't need any more to be said. Like it's just kind of there. It's done. You find out the character becomes a version of Joker, and then the rest of the movie is history. You can pretty much put in your head together what that character is going to go on and do. He's probably just probably well, that's the whole point. Shit. It's not meant to be. It, that, that, the ending is perfect. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Like you, you just you don't need to be told what he's gonna do because you know what he's gonna do. Yeah. But now the movie's out one of win, win, showing, showing and not telling. But now we're gonna tell and show you as well. And it's the issue that I mean that's just that's just money. That's not even like milking it at that point. That's just money, isn't it? I'm It's why I'm surprised that Todd Phillips is the one working on a second one. Hangover two, Hangover three. Yeah, I know he's done a trilogy. <laughs> I wouldn't mind but... the fourth one of that. Those are really great. Um... I believe I can fly. I like okay. I believe <laughs> I can fly. Satchel. to satchel. Think about it every night and day. <laughs> that just says do like websites. Buying fruits on a train. Put a shot on screen right now of Zach Galifianakis like kissing the Labrador. Start <laughs> 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 the driveway, just tongue in the dog. Sorry. But I... Uh, yeah, I just think it's such a stupid idea because I would be very surprised if Joaquin happily signed on to do another one, unless he accidentally like signed the contract. Did he, didn't he? It is part of the news though that he has signed, isn't he? Uh, no, not confirmed. Guy, I thought like hmm? he didn't want to do like he wouldn't. He'd only play one character once. He wouldn't play anything twice. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. He hasn't been hasn't been said yet. No. 
because he I know one of yeah you you're right like one of the reasons because he was almost cast as as Doctor Strange in the Marvel movies but because he didn't want to do sequels he didn't do it yeah did you know that Ali I heard a rumor about that but yeah he was almost he was almost uh Cumberbatch got the role so yeah. I think I think actually Joaquin was first choice then they went with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch because hmm. he didn't want to do sequels I I don't know if that's true or not but. And as for Krumer, he'd be a good, he'd be a good nightmare though in the sequel because they're bringing in nightmare for one of the Doctor Strange sequels. He'd be he'd be good for that, I think. Sorry, Pat. <laughs> I was just uh, I was just I, I was rewatching the ending of Cruella in my mind then because annoyingly it it sets up a second one but it's not needed. Oh yeah, that's Cruella two. Oh God, what's that going to be? It's been green, hasn't it? Yeah, oh, it was literally green lit like a week of it coming out. Gonna rant. Gonna rant. Why? Why? I was scared. I was scared when I was watching it because the fact that they hadn't used her surname yet. I thought, is the sequel gonna develop the Deville as part of her name? And then they made they made a if reference they to make, it in the film. If they like, make the second one, Cruella Deville, <laughs> or they're just gonna call it Deville. I am becoming a British. Like yeah, it becomes like the Batman <laughs> trilogy. Like Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, Cruella <laughs> Deville. <laughs> I give up with life. <laughs> Annoyingly, the ending of Cruella does, in some sense, in some way, set up. It, 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 it's not a completely closed ending. It like it ends just, you know, they're in the hallway and boom, uh, Cruella. I don't know what she says, but it's something dumb. And then it ends. Oh no, it's a voiceover, isn't it? I think like a narration, and then it ends. And idiot, I just, ah, oh, you. I mean, it's a bad film anyway. Just leave it at one. We don't need two. Even if it was going to work as a second, which apparently it's somehow going to work as a second. Uh, according to Radio yeah. Times. Go on, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Can I ask you a question a second? This goes for both of you as well. Would you, like... I wouldn't say it's the worst film. It's not my personal favourite. It's not... Yeah. I understand why it's bad here and there. But, like... Do you guys dislike it? Because it's based on a character and a kind of, shall we say, a Disney princess-like mythology sort of book, sort of like book slash film, two D cartoon series of the like childhood nostalgia that you wouldn't have really been interested in anyway. It comes from that kind of lore, and then hearing about it now, it's like it's not really something you'd watch. The only reason you'd watch it and review it is because of the similarities, so-called, to Joker, and now you're watching it and you're like. I'm choosing to not like this anyway because I don't. No, for me, the reason as I don't well like as, as well as your per correct reasoning of it actually being crap. The the only reason I dislike Cruella is because it doesn't stick to what the character is true to. Um, because some of my favorite films of all time are films that are made for children. Like my one of my favorite films of all time is, is called Treasure Treasure Planet, and that movie is one of the most <laughs> childlike movies ever. But it has a very strong adult theme, whereas Cruella has a very strong adult look, but is very not strong adult, and takes a character and just decides to be like, ah, mm. because good, good thing as well. We've all seen Treasure Planet now. A good idea, a good like example of a of a character in a movie that was made by Disney is Silver. Like he's really bad throughout the movie. He's like does some really awful shit. He's a thief. He's a pirate. He's selfish. He's greedy. But he learns to. 
he learns to become, you know, less of a greedy asshole through the movie through experiencing, like, you know, experiences with Jim, the character Jim. But with Cruella, it's like, well, all these things, like, imagine if they made a Truth Planet live action. For the love of fuck, do not do it. God damn it, don't do it. Sorry, I'm just talking to the overlords of Disney. Don't do it. Um, but if they do make a live action Truth Planet movie, imagine if Silver was just like, he didn't do any of the bad stuff he did. Or like, you know, Mr. Scroop, the guy, like the 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 lobster dude, the crab dude, the kid, the, you know, like the the bad guy, the quintessential the real villain character. Guy. Imagine yeah. if we just like, yeah, I'm not bad anymore. I'm just misunderstood. <laughs> That's what it is for me. It's the fact that when you make a character and uh, make a movie based on a character and you do nothing with the character that is that character, why the fuck are you making the movie called Cruella? The problem is with Disney is that they pantomime their stories. So at the end of it, they all come in for the big dance. Like even characters that would have died in the actual plot. It's like they all come back for the big sing dance at the end. I mean, I love stuff like that because I'm that kind of guy. But it's a play thing, not a film thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. What about you, Pat? Your, yeah, to answer your question, Lee, I, I mean, they aren't obviously my favourite genre um, that's not my favourite type. I wouldn't necessarily choose to watch Cruella, but I, regardless, I like watching films, obviously, so I'll watch almost everything. But just from a filmmaking perspective, it's just, yeah, I, in my opinion, it is just poorly told and a badly, um, yeah, badly, a character that just, it's not been done properly in a live action form and they've just completely obliterated some of the main like vital parts of the character as Corella and it's just not what works for for her as a character. Sorry, I I don't wanna just kind of derail you Pat. I just read the synopsis for the potential Corella 2 and it's made me want to hit my fucking head against the desk even more please than what he has. Please God go on. Beyond the fact that the film will presumably take place between the events of the first Cruella film and 101 Dalmatians, it's difficult to guess exactly what might happen in the sequel. Cruella ended the first film a far more ruthless and cunning figure than she was at the start, but she wasn't quite pure evil just yet. So well, hold, hold on. on. So hold you've on. done one film, just... <laughs> hold on. She's not that bad, Cruella 2. She's slaying fire to orphanages! So... That's like how... So the way it works is we're going to do one film that just completely obliterates this character. The second one's going to go... And then we're going to do that for the purpose oh, of making a sequel oh, wreck oh. on it. So because we fucked up the first one, we're just going to make her the way she actually should be in the second one, but still fuck it up somehow. Cruella <gasps> Deville! Cruella Deville! Wait, hold on. Cruella Deville's the third one. Second one's Deville. I'm, I'm still reading, just, just so I can get this last bit out for Pat's... I just want to see Pat's face. So imagine the follow-up will continue her villain trajectory, perhaps this time against an 80s backdrop. Right. We had Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Stop. That's Steve Trevor! Right. We can't talk about Wonder Woman 84 on this. I will get too political about it. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, no, no. It's fine, it's fine. Not only stop using... Stop using Blue Monday by New Order everywhere, Hollywood. But what is it with just... Oh, what's it? What is it going to the 80s for no reason? Just, I want an 80s film. Fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. 
I didn't I fucking like that of you. How does it feel? Treat me like you do. Why? 50. Why does it need to be set in the 80s? There's no need. It hasn't been confirmed. Wait, let me see if I can get a confirm. Very Phil, 1980s. Why can't we get a film in the 70s? I mean, come on, the 50s came back in the 70s. Come on, guys. Like, fashion-wise. And that's such a crow, I think. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm just being... I'm fucking going by the years. The now. issue is everything. Um, Why? So... Yeah, they've, 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 if that's like as accurate as it is, the first one is just a pointless two-hour film, and then the second one is actually going to be what Cruella de Vil is meant to be. It's going to be, I wasn't bad enough in the first one because I was misunderstood. Um, I'm actually going to be Cruella de Vil properly now, and even though I'm a bit late to the act, I'm sort of grown up and late, and yeah. I'm a bad it's film, like though. The first one's like part one, and this is like where a part one doesn't work. And then part two's the payoff you were waiting for, like the proper payoff. And that's what the second one's going to be. That's going to be like her becoming who she really is. I bet you any money Dis Disney did that on purpose for a cash grab. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Imagine a joke ended halfway through, and as Arthur becomes... You know that scene where Arthur is walking down... The escalator, or he walks to the elevator and he goes on the stairs. Imagine if the film just ended on the stair dance. And that's the whole movie. And then the rest, and Joker Two is about just Joker. It's like the first one's just called Fleck. And if the they do this, <laughs> if that is how it goes, it's beyond retarded. Beyond retarded. Excuse me. Like, probably will do that. Ollie, Ollie is very right there mm. about the Disney cash grab. One hundred percent, I probably yeah. do that. But yeah, like Ollie said, talk, you sorry, made it you, shit on purpose to make it to do. You mentioned retconning. You're right. Like, go go on about the retcon. So, like, obviously, for those who don't know, retcon is when they decide to take something, some pre-established material, and change it. So, they what they've done in this film is, as we've been saying, they've tried to establish her as a misunderstood villain, which is completely against like who she is actually. So now. I don't know how they're going to go about it in the sequel, if they're going to try and change that to make her so she's not misunderstood, unless they she decides to use that mentality that she's misunderstood when actually secretly she's not, as like, in a way, as like how she presents herself to other people. So like, oh, I'm not, oh, people should see me and like me and feel, and feel bad about me because I'm misunderstood. But actually, no, I'm not misunderstood, really. I'm just using that as like my cover even though I'm still going to get arrested for my actions, I'm still evil. And I secretly like it, but this way I can get away with it in society's eyes. Even though that makes, like, no fucking sense. But, yeah. It's just... Ugh. Why? We don't... Okay, for a start, we don't need a second one. And Sorry, I said I had the best time, Phil. Um, we... All they've done is they've done what they should have done in two films... In, in one film. <laughs> in now two. And it... <laughs> Why Disney? Why? If a Disney exec watches this, check yourself. Like, <laughs> but <laughs> what are you doing, Ollie? <laughs> I don't have any more Disney drama. I've had enough Disney drama on my own channel with fucking Star Wars videos I make. Oh well, yeah. This, uh, I don't want any more drama with Disney. Ah, uh, but the fact that are you done, Pat? Okay, no. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm done. I'm <laughs> sorry. Just trying to continue. Keep going. 
You've already cut this out. Or if you don't cut this out, can you keep this impact and beep out what I say so the audience can only watch our reaction? The reason I was laughing is because Patrick sent me Patrick screenshot a, a headline from a news article. <laughs> it's just a funny headline. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, Sorry. Oh, so Ollie, you were saying? Were you going to say something? No, I've I've forgot. Oh. I, I I I just don't See, know it sound, anymore. It sounds like, like sorry. Joker, in my opinion, is Joker. In my opinion, is better than Cruella. Uh, <laughs> Cruella. Yeah. I can sit. I can sit through Cruella, not know, knowing that it's not going to show anything that I'm going to feel like, you know, freaked out about. But I could probably watch. To be fair, like. I watched Joker at a really bad time in my life, so now I could probably go back and watch it. You 100% need to just watch it now. Yeah. Because I've only watched it once, but from what I remember about it, it's literally, it's so well done. They flesh him out so well. Yeah. The evolution of his character is perfect. And like I said earlier with Cruella, it's just like, it's a puzzle piece that's done wrong. It's like you, you're doing a donkey and you put the head where the tail's meant to be. And it makes no fucking sense. Donkey, your head <laughs> I'm a stallion, baby! It's <laughs> 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 fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Get <laughs> out my tail and I can shit out my mouth. <laughs> Look at me, Frank. I'm trotting. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, Carl's dying. Carl is What's in that stuff? Um, right, let's keep. I'm going to keep it on track for a minute. Okay. Um, so. Basically, what it sounds like from what Carl explained in the synopsis, <laughs> Carl's gonna die quietly for a minute, and they both are. It sounds like Disney <laughs> have just decided to make a terrible first film that is just a misunderstood villain that was evolved terribly in this version of her, in this live action version of her. And now, in the second one, they're gonna try and you know pick up the pieces, dust you know. Sweep the dust under the rug, but it's it's probably not going to work because you know you fucked the first one up. Don't try and like fix her in the second one when you already fucked her in the first one. It's just you already fucked her up in the first one. Just stop because it didn't work. Just like delete it, delete it off your servers, and then remake it if you have to. Like just like <laughs> cancel Cruella. <sighs> There yeah, this is me. Patrick's cancelled Cruella. There we go. I'm a cancel culture is in full swing. Cancel Cruella. Yeah. Well, we're going to get cancelled for cancelling it. In terms of Disney, like, villain films, I wouldn't say no to a Scar film called Scar. I feel like. Do you, do you, mean, do you mean the film called The Lion King? Yeah, basically. But it's follow, it follows Scar. So why the fuck do we hear that one then? <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I mean, like. There's some that they can do right, I feel, but there's like, because you could bet, I feel like you could barely get that wrong. Otherwise, there's no point in making it. 
because otherwise you'd be like you're not playing with the right tools to fix the car if that makes sense watching fury uh, disclaimer here please do not play with tools if you're an underage child do not play with tools play with toys not tools yeah. toys not to 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 toys <laughs> not tools yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, that's uh, sorry. I interrupted you making a very really stupid joke. Maybe she would like to point out that helium is very dangerous. Come on, Winnie, let's have a big one. Um... <laughs> Hello, Winnie. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically, Hollywood has decided to try and make sequels or prequels, whatever they want, whatever they want to be, additions to two original live-action films that one was amazing and should be left alone as it is and the other was an abomination of a film that just needs to be left alone and like burnt and burn and <clears throat> just get rid of it get it off your records and um and you don't don't try and basically what they're doing is they're bringing a um what are they called? I need to look up the name now. What are they called? The um, I need to actually look up the name. They're bringing a uh, defibrillator. They're trying to bring a defibrillator to uh, Cruella, and with with what? like Cruella Deville or whatever the second one's called, uh, Cruella Two. Deville. It, if they just call it, just call it the Cru Cruella defibrillator, and it'll be fine. And then. Well, the defibrillator. Oh, the defibrillator. <laughs> I thought um, defibrillator was like a light. Darling, this is a defibrillator. <laughs> Nothing kicks you back to life like Corella's touch. Oh, no, that Yeah, yeah, yeah. No more. I say, all these impressions have been spot on. This. He did the donkey one that had me crying. He did the Mrs. Bowers Boys one, which I didn't know what he was doing until he did the laugh. And the laugh just killed me. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I was going to do the Winnie McGugan like cup of tea, but Pat started talking and I was like, you're already fucking dying, so you're going to miss it. Cup of tea? Oh, God. But we've got two films in the works that don't need to be in the works. Um, and I don't know. I'd love a film about the Go Compare guy. Why? It would just be like five minutes of singing. Well, sorry, opera. He'll go into his opera story. That would be interesting. Oh, he'll be misunderstood yeah, as well. Pair guy movie, Ollie. He used to be a rapper, but he's misunderstood and went into opera. Yeah. <laughs> so it was Eight Mile and ends up as the fucking Edith Pierre fucking biopic with Marion fucking what's her name? <laughs> and then Mrs. Brown's voice. No. And then the ambassador from Mrs. Brown's voice just go like both dress up as him because he's got like this whole fan base. It's like fucking Fred the movie with all the girls with the fucking massive rucksacks when he's going to like that oh, fucking girl's God. house. And then like he turns up and throws up. And then like um you've got like Dermot and Buster dressed up as fucking Go Compare Man. They walk in on her and then he's like. Nah, Mammy's fainted before. <laughs> Pat, there's going to be so much of this podcast you have to edit down because me and Ollie have been messing about. Oh. You have best bits for your next best bits, but not a lot of actual, like... Yeah, about <laughs> yeah. 90, 10 best bits to content. Um, it's not that so grateful that you ranted on boringly, Pat, because me and Carl have had a chance to go on mute and just fucking piss ourselves. <laughs> sorry, sorry, bring us back on track. Yeah, Corella. Well, that's all I've been talking about. But it is there's it, you can't you can't it's just you can't beat into the ground anymore. Like they we're getting two films that don't need to be made. 
and it's just pointless. One is an amazing film that's, that doesn't need a second one because it was told perfectly in one lovely the other is film. And the other is Cruella. <laughs> just in case you forget. Yeah. Right, so I don't remember this from the context of like Cruella's story, but is it like established in the hundred Dalmatian films that like her mum is nope. the one that gives says, Oh, your name's Estella, not Cruella. No. So from what that I remember is, the... to me that is like kind of shit, but at the same like that no. name compared to like Joe like you were saying earlier with Joker being just Joker because someone calls him Joker. To me that's shit, but at the same time it's like I get it in a plot way. You know, oh, because cruel, like she's cruel, and then her name's Estella, L, Cruel, Stell, Cruella. I, I kind of get that, but it feels a bit lazy writing at the same time. From what I remember of the, the live action, from the live action 101 Dalmatians movie where Glenn Close played um, Cruella de Vol, uh, the, the whole thing, all you know about her is that she was. She's friends with the owners of the 101 Dalmatians, and she's a fashion designer, and she wants the she wants the puppies to make clothes from. You know nothing more about her than that. They knew each other. They've been friends, and Cruella's now bad. But she so was there's always no, there's no motive for her being evil or anything. No, she literally just wants the puppies to skin them because she thinks they yeah, make nice coats. Back then, villain, the only context you needed a villain to have is that they are bad. That and was her whole thing. Reason... I, mean, I, like, I like that in a way because the story yeah. isn't even meant to be about them. It's meant to be about, obviously, the protagonist that goes up against them. That's why I like that in some stories. But when you're doing a story about a villain, you have to include the motive. And it has to be good as well. It can't be cheesy or shit. Like... You know, and then for some reason she's—they just make her into a thief on the streets in this film, like like just. Yeah, she didn't have to hang out with Horace and the other guy. I I I hate the. I do apologize for anyone who's watching this who is happened to be a fan of this film. But I can't remember what his name is. I think it begins with P. I but apologize, I can't remember. but you have to like it. Proper. <laughs> nice. Jesus Christ. Oh. No impact. I'm sorry. It's just... I think I'm out of juice. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wrap up. Ah, come on now. Yeah, we'll wrap um, it up. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, so, we, yeah. We, we, like I said, we're, bit, we're pretty much beating Cruella into the ground as much as we can. But Joker doesn't need a sequel, but it's getting one or a prequel or whatever <laughs> it does with it. How oh. the fuck did they sequel Joker? Fleck! The, the Joker's sequel is going to be about... The Joker's prequel sequel is going to be about Joker's mum. Mrs. Flat. It's not weird, I'm just kidding. They better not do that. Joker S. Who knows? <laughs> I'm Joker, darling. <laughs> Cruella's Joker's mum. <laughs> That's why it's set in the fucking 80s. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyhow, thank you so much for watching this video today. We will not rant any longer. So... Feel free to like, share, and subscribe. And in the meantime, wait. My outfit is beautiful. I'm really sorry, Ollie. Ollie, I'm really sorry. I let me think it was a cliffhanger, but 
given what you said about shared universes, Disney want to buy DC. Joker is a Disney is a DC product. Cruella is a Disney. That might happen if they buy it. Bye, guys. That's a good place to end it. That's a good place to end it, I think. Well then. Thanks for watching.